Welcome to the Disneyland with Kids podcast, where we help you plan vacations in 30 minutes or less. Connect with us and other Disney friends in the Disneyland with Kids Facebook group as you listen in on the conversation. In today's episode of the Disneyland with Kids podcast, we are going to be talking about the Disneyland Hotel, the original of the three on-site hotels at Disneyland. I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And I'm Jessica from The Happiest Blog on Earth. Before we get started, Jessica, we, of course, always make full disclosures here on the Disneyland with Kids podcast. So I just wanted to chime in before we review this hotel to say that I have been a guest of Disney uh, a couple of times at this hotel, but I have also paid the big big bucks out of pocket. So I just want to let folks know that you can always trust us to tell you our real and honest opinions as if we paid for it ourselves, and often we have paid for it ourselves. All right, Jessica, well, let's just dive right in. But before we get started, I have to (laughs) let everybody know that I think the Disneyland Hotel might be my favorite hotel anywhere in the world. It dates back almost to the original opening date of Disneyland. It opened just about six months later. It just oozes Disney history for me. And I always adore staying there, even though it's not necessarily the most luxurious hotel in the world. It is my favorite. So, you know, we're going to talk about all the nitty gritty and find out if it's worth it for other people considering their Disneyland vacations. So uh, let's just dive right on in and talk about whether um, all the details of the hotel and of course, ultimately, whether it's worth the cost on a Disneyland vacation. So start us off, Jessica, with location. Where is the Disneyland Hotel located for folks who are considering it? The Disneyland Hotel is on the end of downtown Disney. So you've got Disneyland Park and California Adventure Park at the other side, closer to Harbor Boulevard. And then you walk through downtown Disney and you'll find the Disneyland Hotel right at the end of that shopping and entertainment district. Got it. Now, do you usually walk when you've stayed there before? And and about how long does it take? Oh, gosh, I'm rusty. About five to 10 minutes, depending on how fast or slow you're going. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's fair. Like maybe five to seven if you're solo and maybe 10 to 12-ish if you've got young kids. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and it also depends on the crowds in downtown Disney. Like if you're heading back to Disneyland at dinner time, you might have more of crowds to get through at downtown Disney. But I usually walk when I go back and forth between Disneyland Hotel and the gates of the parks. Yeah, I do as well. It's very walkable. I mean, of course, every extra step after you've done 20 or even 30,000 steps in Disneyland adds up. So, you know, that is something to consider, but it is quite close. I mean, only the Grand Californian uh, of the Disney hotels is is closer. And I always consider it like maybe an extra three minutes beyond the Grand Californian, depending upon where where my room is. So it, it is quite close, but there is another transportation option that people can consider if they don't want to walk. And so what's that? That is the monorail. And you can take that from downtown Disney into Tomorrowland inside Disneyland Park. So the monorail is just kind of a few shops and restaurants into downtown Disney. So it's really close to the Disneyland Hotel. And then you will bypass that whole area. And it's a really fun like ride into the parks. I really like that one as opposed to taking it from Tomorrowland back to the Disneyland Hotel. Um, 
But a couple of down points with that is it's usually not open the monorail early enough to get you in for extra magic hour. So it's not one that I usually take to go into the parks, but I would consider taking it out of the parks, like you mentioned, when your feet are just done for the day. Yeah, definitely. And I love taking the monorail. It's such a great, I mean, it's almost like a ride for, for kids. So I think that's one of the bonuses of staying at the uh, Disneyland Hotel. But but one thing folks do need to be aware of is it doesn't necessarily run all the time. And this is kind of one of those moving targets that you just kind of have to investigate in advance of your trip. Like I know d- during some of the hotter months, it often closes during the middle of the day because it's just the whole, the whole system's pretty old and it can't run during super high temperatures. So it might only run in the mornings and in the evenings. So keep that in mind if you're planning to use it, say, to go back for like an afternoon nap to the hotel. You just have to kind of keep on top of the data. And of course, we we update that information in our Facebook group uh, when we find out little nuggets of information like that. So definitely join and watch there. I wouldn't like plan your entire trip around the monorail, like your entire day. I would... If you happen to walk by and see that it's running and see that the wait is short, then hop on. But I wouldn't like strategically plan that in your itinerary. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right. Well, let's move on to information about sort of what the Disneyland Hotel the look and feel is. I mean, this is one of the reasons this hotel is my absolute favorite, and I'm guessing you too, Jessica. So so what can people expect about the style and the overall feel of the hotel? Pure Disney magic. It feels like pixie dust has been scattered all over the place. To me, it just feels alive and magical. Um, they have various towers, but the main tower that you go into to check in, I think is the most magical. It's my favorite. Um, It's the fantasy tower. And that's where you will be greeted by giant teacups in the lobby that the kids definitely love sitting in during check-in. The carpet has a pattern of like, it's a small world facade. So you'll see those geometric shapes and just really pretty colors. I just love the way it feels in that lobby. Yeah, I definitely do too. And there's a giant map of historical Disneyland, right? When you walk in the lobby and just, it feels like you're stepping back in time, but also, you know, of course, at a totally modern hotel, you feel like, I always feel like I'm walking in Walt's footsteps just a little bit when I step into that hotel. And, and uh, of course, I mean, Fantasyland, you, you don't get more classic Disney than that. And then the other two towers are, the Adventure Tower and the Frontier Tower, which are also equally classic Disney. So yeah, it's just such a a magnificent, I always feel like I'm coming home when I walk into the the Disneyland Hotel. So yeah, it's, it's, that's why it's my favorite. So (laughs) yeah, it's super magical, but also not like in a kiddie cheap kind of way. Like you do feel that level of like, prestige and sophistication as well, even though it has all those Disney elements to it. For sure. All right. Well, now that we've gone over a little bit of the style, let's get into the rooms because that's what families always need to make sure work for them. What's the general layout of a standard room and how many does it sleep? Yeah. So I can tell you about the room that we stayed in just last summer. And there's five of us in our family. So 
we maxed out the room. We had a two queen bedroom and it had the twin sort of pull out bed over on the side there. And then it also has just your basic um, bathroom setup with the double vanity and the tub shower combo. Ours also had like the separate toilet area with the door. So like the shower was with the vanity and then the toilet was by itself. Um, we had a standard room, but we did overlook the pool. So we may have gotten a little upgrade there, but um, it was definitely a magical stay. I know you've stayed at the Disneyland Hotel tons of times and have seen different layouts. So what are some of those like? Yeah, in fact, I've stayed there four times that I can remember, that I can count, and I've never had the same room layout twice. And I think this is just a function of the fact that the towers were built at different times. And so I think this is something families really need to be aware of. Now, there are rooms, of course, that sleep five, but and that have that bed that you have, uh, that you experience, that trundle bed, but not every two queen room has that. So if you are a family of four and you put down on your reservation that you're a family of four, you may not get that extra bed. So people need to be aware of that because I, I don't know about you, but <laughs> my kids like to sleep in different beds, even though they can technically fit into uh, a queen bed together. So that does matter for us. So just just be aware of that. But, but the bathroom layouts are can be very different. And this is something that families, especially ones with like younger kids really should be aware of. Sometimes the entire bathroom is behind a single door. So, you know, say if you're in using the sink and you have a toddler sleeping at night, you're not going to wake them up. But sometimes the sink area is open to the rest of the room, much more like the Grand Californian has. So if this is something that really is make or break for you, then you really should, you know, talk to Disney cast members when you check in to make sure you get the room layout that uh, really works for you. But uh, the one thing I do love about the Disneyland Hotel for people who have toddlers, babies, is that they still have the bathtubs there. Um, those have kind of mostly gone by the wayside at the Grand Californian. So if you need the bathtub for bathing your kid, that is incredibly helpful, right? Definitely. Yeah. And when we checked in, they did give us an option of the towers. And I've had a lot of people ask me, what tower should I ask for um, if they ask me which one? So we talked about the Fantasy Tower. That's the one that you check in. And that one is a very popular one just because of the theming. And then you have the Adventure Tower, which is actually the one that's closest to Downtown Disney and Disneyland. And the Frontier Tower is the one that's farthest away, although it's really not that far in the entire complex there. The towers just kind of make a C-shape around the hotel pool. So if you are considering which one you might want, if they ask you when you check in, you know, it could depend on which rooms are available, if you want to get in your room and settle just as quickly, or if you really care about saving those few extra steps, um, you might want to pick one that's a teeny bit closer. Yeah, excellent tip. I mean, I've, I've stayed in all three of them. And I, you know, I have to say, I do feel the extra few steps for the Frontier Tower, but it has a really cool exhibit in the lobby. So that kind of makes up for it, in my opinion. So you really can't go wrong with any of them. But if you have a, a child who really is into one theming or the other, it might be worth uh, maybe going in that direction and, and not worrying so much about location. And you're not theming differently for the rooms. The rooms, while the layouts may vary, the decor in the actual rooms are the same. You're just looking at like 
the entrance, um, and I think maybe even the elevators have a little bit of different look to them in the different towers. Well, you have teased our next topic very well. We've talked a lot about the logistics of the rooms, but we have to talk about the magic and the decor of the rooms because that is what makes the, the hotel, in my opinion, extra special. So tell people what they'll expect when they go into a room at the Disneyland Hotel. How is it going to be decorated and what are some of the magical secrets there? Well, you'll find a lot of little hidden Mickeys. Like there is a Mickey hand that holds kind of the lamps on the wall, which is super, super cute. Even in the bathroom, the faucets have little hidden Mickeys as you turn on the hot or cold water. There's just things all throughout, just different Disney elements. Even the lampshade has some Mickey silhouettes there. And they even have a pillow that says, a dream is a wish your heart makes. And then the next bed, if you have that two queen, says, when you're fast asleep. Of course. Oh, do I get the privilege of explaining the crowning moment? <laughs> I will let you it's have the, that. I will let you have that, Jessica. <laughs> it is the headboards. Now, you have never been so excited about a headboard as you will be when you go to the Disneyland Hotel. So you'll find the headboard has Sleeping Beauty Castle with fireworks on the headboard. You flip the switch and the lights turn on and it's just so beautiful, little ambient light. And it also plays a tune of a dream is a wish your heart makes. I have to admit, I cry every time. <laughs> I love it. It is just so beautiful. My kids say it's the best nightlight ever, and we leave it on whenever we stay at the hotel, you know, just to, while we sleep, because, I mean, when else do you get an experience like that? It is so, so special, and I think that's what, I mean, it makes the hotel for me. What about you, Jessica? It's so adorable, and I even use that to wake my kids up in the morning. I flip the switch and I'm like, come on, we're going back to Disneyland. I love it. The last time I stayed at the hotel, I was solo. I was there on a business trip and I slept under the stars, <laughs> the fireworks of Sleeping Beauty Castle all by myself. It was, it was just the best experience ever. And then of course we have to mention that our, one of our co-founders of the Disneyland with Kids group, Becca from this crazy adventure called Life has done a DIY version of this headboard. So we'll have to link to that in the show notes for folks who really want to bring the magic home. I'm always super impressed by that craft that she did. I know it is over the top and it is beautiful and definitely a great way to bring Disney home. For sure. So this is really the reason I would say that you want to stay at this hotel is the decor, the, the feeling of the room, the feeling of that you're just in this sort of magical Disney retreat. And uh, for me, you know, a lot of people say they want to stay in the Disney bubble. That's why they stay on these on-property hotels. I certainly don't feel like I'm leaving the Disney bubble when I go back to my room at the Disneyland hotel, right? It's exactly what you want when you say stay in the Disney bubble. For sure. And then a couple of other amenities we should touch on, you know, the nitty gritty uh, fridges, coffee makers, what, what do the rooms have that families might need to access in the rooms? There is a fridge and a coffee maker in there. So it'll at least get you settled and get you started for the day. For sure. Definitely a good place for a couple of snacks and 
milk and all that for younger kids. So I've used it many times. All right, well, let's move on to the hotel amenities now, the, the everything else that folks can take advantage of when they're staying at the Disneyland Hotel. I mean, the, the centerpiece of uh, outside of the lobby in the rooms for me is the giant monorail pool in the middle. So, so tell us more about the pool scene at the Disneyland Hotel, Jessica. It's beautiful to look at, and it really is so perfect. The Disneyland Hotel grounds are so lush and kind of tropical. I know we'll get into that too. It's just beautiful. It's the centerpiece of the hotel. And in that pool area, you have three pools. You have the e-ticket pool, the d-ticket pool, and the monorail slides with a splash area. And then there are also hot tubs and free life jackets, which is fantastic for families. They just have those out and you can grab those and have a fantastic day at the pool. They have tons of lounge chairs, umbrellas, different spaces like that, and cabanas that you can rent for an additional fee, but lots and lots of chairs, um, plenty of space. I was there on the 4th of July so of course it was crowded, but I was surprised by how many people were able to enjoy lounge chairs and everything and plenty of space in the pool too, even on a busy day. Yeah, there's not lots of little nooks and crannies, sort of the way the pool is laid out. So you do feel like you can get a spot there. But but this is really the most popular feature, I'd say, of the hotel. So if you're going to be paying the big bucks to stay there, be sure to get yourself some pool time. You know, and I, I, I personally, I usually don't stay there in the you know deepest of the winter months. Sometimes that's when a uh, pool renovation will happen. So you want to check and make sure the pool is going to be open when you're staying there. So I usually aim for some of the warmer months when I'm going to spend all my time staying at the pool, right? Yeah. And that's why we took a full day on the 4th of July to not even go into the parks, but to get that cabana and stay by the pool. And those cabanas are amazing. They have a full like outdoor couch in there and love seat. You have a ceiling fan. You have a TV a fridge. You also have like a personal server that comes by. Um, they give you like a fruit tray complimentary with your cabana rental. And then you also have some reserved lounge chairs and an umbrella in front of your cabana. So lots and lots of just extra perks for having that. And we just took full advantage of it. We loved it. Yeah, it sounds like you really <laughs> had a great day by the Disneyland Hotel pool. I'm jealous. I'm going to have to do that on my next trip. I haven't done the cabana life, so sounds great. I think you should. Yeah, they have. They do it for either a half day or a full day, and you can book those 60 days in advance, and you just need to call the hotel directly to do that, and they go pretty fast. So if you're looking for some of those peak summer months, you definitely want to call um, at the 60 day mark to book those cabanas. Well, great advice. Well, a couple of other amenities we should mention in passing, the hotel does have fireside movies. There's a Disney gift shop in the lobby. So you can buy quite a few souvenirs if you don't have time in the parks, you know, on your departure day or something like that. So just a couple things to keep in mind. It is a full service hotel with, with lots of the features that you would expect and a snack, a snack uh, shop as well in the, in the lobby. So, all right, well, let's move on to 
dining because that's another feature of the hotel. I, I, I was amazed when I was preparing for this podcast. I, I kind of forgot how many restaurants there are at the Disneyland Hotel, but there are quite a few. So let's start with Goofy's Kitchen, which is the character dining experience on site there. What's your been your experience at Goofy's? Yeah, so they do breakfast and dinner at Goofy's, and we've done both. I feel like the breakfast, the character breakfast throughout the resort generally have the same food. They may have some things that are distinctive to each one, but you can expect um, in general like fresh made omelets, the Mickey waffles, of course, and great desserts at the breakfast buffet. And then, of course, your characters where you'll meet Goofy and sometimes Mickey Mouse, usually for dinner, mini Chippendale. And it's a lot of fun. It's a great family interactive meal. Yeah, I've eaten dinner there most recently. It's been years since I've done breakfast. And the dinner is more expensive, but it does have quite the buffet of, I mean, really hearty meals. So, you know, of course, there's like pizza and macaroni and cheese for the kids and lots of crazy wacky desserts. But there actually are some like finer entrees for the for the grownups as well for like, there's like fish and meat and things like that and vegetables. So a really good variety there. And and I mean, my daughter is 11 and she said that is her favorite character meal, at least at this point in her Disney life. So uh, just a, a point for, for folks considering that. And I do love that the dinner is an option because that works really well. Sometimes on like your arrival day, you get in midday, you get checked into your room. You don't want to spend money on a park ticket, but then you can have that character experience at night. So yeah, and currently it's the only character dinner. So it's a great choice. Exactly. All right. Well, let's move next door to Steakhouse 55, which is another restaurant. What do you know about Steakhouse 55? Um, I know that Oprah ate there the night before she was given the Disney Legends Award. And I really am upset that I did not eat there the night before. <laughs> but <laughs> Missed your chance to meet that, Oprah. Oh, well. Yeah. That is the one dining that in all of the hotels that's on my list. I have eaten pretty much everywhere. Um, I have a reservation to eat there, but I haven't. I I have only eaten breakfast there myself. It has a very nice low-key breakfast. This is like the place you want to go maybe if you're on a sort of a date trip or girls weekend, something like that. It's a beautiful, beautiful brunch Um and I've not eaten dinner there, but this is one of the higher end dining experiences. This might not be the place that you want to take your toddler, not because they're not welcome, but just because you won't enjoy the experience at the price point that's offered. So it's more like a Napa Rose in the Grand Californian kind of experience in my in my opinion, but another great restaurant. It's usually one of the, it's kind of a sleeper hit because it is a little further from the parks. A lot of people don't consider it for dining. So you can often get a reservation, but it's like just as good as some of the the other finest restaurants at Disneyland. Good point. Yeah. I'm hoping to try that out soon um, with my husband for a date night. Sounds good. All right. Well, let's move over back to the pool area where there are a couple of places. There's Tangaroa Terrace and then there's Trader Sam's. So very tiki inspired. Tell us about those two. Well, I'm glad that you said Tangaroa Terrace because I always have to think really hard how to pronounce that because you don't hear a lot of people talking about it for one. So it doesn't roll off the tongue for me as easily, but that is where you can get quick service food for if you're going to the parks, you want to grab breakfast, or if you're hanging out by the pool, you can hop right over there. It's almost connected to the pool. Some of the seats look over the pool right there. And they also have Dole Whips, and they have 
the alcoholic dole whips that we hear people talk about all the time, right? For sure, for sure. And, th- and it's been recently renovated. So it really does have a new, fresh look and it, it functions a lot more smoothly than I guess in my experience it had in the past with the way they've opened it up. So I'm, I'm very impressed. Yeah, and beautiful outdoor seating, tropical vibe, like you mentioned. And since it's connected, like same building to Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar, um, of course, we have that whole tiki vibe there. And Leslie, rumor has it Trader Sam's is like your favorite. So I think you should tell us about Trader Sam's. Yeah, I might have a Trader Sam's problem. (laughs) Our family loves all things like South Seas, Hawaiian, and that has sort of been our our home away from home. We just love, I mean, it's it's a bar, but kids are welcome until 8 p.m. And then even there's an outdoor seating section of it that's very family friendly where you can order food and drinks. So this is this is very much in keeping with Disney. But yeah, I mean, great, fantastic Hawaiian drinks uh, and lots of cool special effects. I mean, the, the bar, the wait staff there, the, the bartenders are have a lot of tricks up their sleeve that come with you know ordering specific drinks. It's just I mean, it's so Disney. It's it's an experience as well as a place to eat and drink. So that's what I love about it. Yeah. And they do at night, they have the tiki torches and the fire pits as well. It just adds to the ambiance. And one other place we should mention just in passing, if you need your morning cup of joe, there is a coffee house at <laughs> at uh, the Disneyland Hotel as well. Yeah. So I'm a Diet Coke drinker myself, but I know some folks really need that coffee. So, all right, well, let's move on really quickly. Um, I know we talked about this in other episodes, but there are a couple of perks that come with staying at any on-site hotel. So what can uh, guests of the Disneyland Hotel expect to get by way of perks? Yeah, we mentioned Extra Magic Hour, and that is available to guests staying on-site at the Disney-owned hotels. So any three of those, that means you're going to get into the parks an hour before the general public. They rotate days, so sometimes it's Disneyland Park and sometimes it's California Adventure Park. Now, the Disneyland Park Extra Magic Hour, you do share with Magic Morning, but you do not at California Adventure such a big perk and also magic morning is only once like if you're staying off-site and you have a three-day ticket you only get to use that once but with the hotels every day that you have a ticket you are eligible to get into the parks an hour earlier yeah that's really the biggest benefit of staying on property at one of the three hotels is that that early entry every day of your stay into both of the parks, um, you know, obviously on alternating days. Yeah, I take that when I'm ready to really hit the parks hard, get up and get get there in time for rope drop in the morning, then that's definitely worth it. They also have package delivery. So if you are buying souvenirs inside the parks, you can have it delivered, they'll hold it um, at Bellhop for you. And we did this for our droid that we built in Galaxy's Edge. And this comes in really handy because my son had been wanting to build a droid. He saved up his money for it. And these are big, these are heavy, these are bulky. It's not something you want to be carrying around all day. And I was kept putting it off and telling him, no, let's wait, let's wait. And then I thought, you know what? We can have this sent over to the hotel. So why not do it anytime? So we hopped over there and were able to do a walk-in at the Droid Depot and just fill out some paperwork and they sent it on over. We were able to pick it up the next morning from Bellhop. So that was fantastic. Definitely a good use of that benefit. 
All right. Well, let's talk about price because that is always the elephant in the room on a Disneyland vacation. Uh, a stay at the Disneyland Hotel, as we alluded to, doesn't come cheap, but it's not as pricey as the Grand Californian. So tell us what the usual damage is for a stay there. I'd say usually around $500 a night. Mostly when I see it, it's in the mid 500s. What are you thinking, Leslie? Yeah, I've certainly seen it lower than that, especially when they're running one of the seasonal room discounts. I mean, I've certainly seen it in the as low as I mean, I've seen it under 400, but that's really quite a find. Uh, usually more like about 450, 500, 550 for a standard room, but it really is all over the map. I mean, it depends on the season. It depends on whether there's, you know, maybe a conference going on there because there really aren't that many on-property rooms at Disneyland, so the fluctuation can be big. And then of course you have the the cost of parking if you're going to be coming in. Um, it's 25 a night for self-parking and 35 for valet and then all the taxes on top of that. So, so it can get quite pricey, but are there any ways that folks can save? Well, for sure. Getaway Today is our preferred travel partner and you can use our promo code DisneyKids. You get a little extra discount. You can book directly through us at DisneylandWithKids.info slash book. And the cool thing is Getaway Today will even match any deals that Disneyland is having. So if you happen to see one of those price points that is just right in the market for you, um, make sure you double check and get that price match from our partners at Getaway Today. For sure. And I know, I know personally, I found sometimes availability at the hotel at a lower price point than I can get from Disney directly. It just depends on what room blocks are still left. So I, I always, always check there as well. Uh, happy customer as well as a partner. All right, Jessica, well, we're running out of time, but before we close it out, just tell me your overall impression of this hotel. Is it worth the cost to you? And if so, you know, who is it best fitted for? Yeah. So I think it is worth the cost for a special visit. We certainly can't stay there every time, but if I had the choice, I absolutely would. Like if that was an option for our budget, I would probably stay there again and again and again. But I think it's definitely worth putting a little extra money toward the Disneyland Hotel for a special occasion, but also give yourself time to enjoy the hotel. Um, a lot of times we're going and we're getting straight to the parks. We barely spend any time on the grounds or in the pools. This is one that you actually want to make some time to actually enjoy the pool, enjoy the area, go to Trader Sam's, do those extra things. I totally agree. It's a special occasion in my family and and worth every penny on those on those times, but I definitely can't make it fit in my Disneyland budget the vast majority of our trips, but you know, once every couple of years when we're celebrating a birthday or something special anniversary, it's it's our go-to place, my favorite hotel. And if nothing else, let yourself dream a little and go explore the grounds and walk through the lobby because you can do that without a reservation at the hotel. I must admit, I go to Trader Sam's even when I'm not staying there. <laughs> so I'm most assuredly guilty of that myself. It's definitely worth a visit, even if you're not a guest at the hotel. All right. Well, before we close it out, let's do our usual, would you rather, Jessica, would you rather spend a day by the Disneyland Hotel pool or would you rather take your family to Goofy's Kitchen for a character meal? Ooh, so we did both in one day. 
but if I had to choose, it would be the pool all the way. I mean, if you didn't get my enthusiasm for the cabana, but I am down for sunshine and water any day. Such a Californian girl by <laughs> by heart. Um, I am with you, I'm with you though. I would spend my day by the pool. Of course, it's included in the price, so it's free. Um, you know, and the character meal is on top of what you're already paying. So yeah, I'm with you on that. I'll meet you there. All right, sounds good. Next trip at the cabana. All right, that is it for this episode of the Disneyland with Kids podcast. You have been listening to Leslie and Jessica as we talk about the Disneyland Hotel. Let us know your thoughts on this hotel or find out what other members of our community are saying in the Disneyland with Kids Facebook group. See you real soon.